It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 30th of October. Go Bears, Doug. Mitchell's finishing jazz shot distribution and could Alex Jensen be on the spotlight of Cleveland let's look at those plus what's really going on offensively and some thoughts from around the NBA it's all coming up on a what day of the week is it anyway edition of locked on jazz pow I think it's Tuesday, but holy smokes, we've been out on the road for a long time. Still in Dallas, Texas, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. So glad to bring you Locked on Jazz, our daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky little numbers, uh, and a look at the NBA. You can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Tell your smart speaker to play podcast. Locked on Jazz. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, Devin Cash, as well as my bookie. Uh, I wanted to jump in on a few things we left over from yesterday. Andy Larson wrote a nice piece about Gobert's incredible dunk rate. I've been asked uh, yesterday by Tony and Adrian whether that's sustainable. Uh, I, I think, you know, I don't know if it is at this rate, but I do think, and we'll look into this a little bit about what's going on around the league and shot distribution um, and what the offensive explosion really is, that it is sustainable. Um, that the Jazz have instituted an entire offense and a way of playing that's designed to get Rudy Gobert, with his incredible length, the ball above the basket. Uh, Clint Capella and Deont- Dre Jordan have been leading the league in blocks for a while. Rudy's longer and deeper. Their coach is more creative. Uh, and the Jazz are working on various things. The Jazz are really trying to take that paint non-restricted area shot in which you used to throw up a floater or do something of that sort and turn it into a lob to Rudy. And thank goodness, because the paint non-restricted shot for the Jazz so far this year, they're making 25% of them. It's just a terrible shot. Uh, the Jazz are probably one of the worst in the league at it. Uh, but, I mean, Exum's one of eight, and Favors is two of eight, and and Ingles is three of nine, and Mitchell's nine of 28. And thank goodness for George Niang, he's made one, and Rubio's one of six. That, that little eight-foot floater is just not a good shot. And the Jazz are trying to turn, at that point, you either lobbing to Rudy or you're Nash dribbling out and getting the offense rolling again. And the Jazz, it is a huge adjustment to what they've – done it's one Quinn Snyder's put in and in addition the freedom of movement rules that went into the league this year mean that Rudy should be able to roll to the basket now is he going to shatter the all-time dunk record we'll see he's got to obviously stay healthy but it's pretty interesting to me that the Jazz got that kind of a shooting night against Dallas now I've always thought DeAndre Jordan frankly is overrated as a rim defender um, I think he's a good rebounder and he gets some block shots, but I think if you kind of look back over the years, it's that's always been the case. Memphis, with Marcus Gasol dropping the big all the way back, and the fact that Marcus Gasol is probably the best defensive big in the league at angles and positioning and size and width, 
caused the Jazz some problems. I think Portland, Yusuf Nurkic, and the way Terry Stotts plays will cause the Jazz um, some difficulties in that. Terry Stotts in Portland, we'll talk about them later in the program, probably deserves some more credit for what they do. Uh, but there are certain styles of teams that will probably cause the Jazz some problems. Teams that switch, Rudy's going to go to the basket and dunk all night long. Uh, and some of these teams that have these switching defenses are going to begin to struggle. Kevin Pelton uh, texted me the other day that switching right now is leading is not, as I believe it is, the cause for the terrible defense. Uh, statistically, uh, I'm telling you, I'm watching certain teams switch. They don't know what they're doing. Um, and we'll see. But those teams are playing that, that drop the big and really defend the rim um, will probably be the ones that will be that they're going to be the telltale sign. So who are the teams that are allowing the fewest shots in the restricted area here in the early going of the league? It's Golden State's three. We've played them. We didn't get to the rim much. We made everything else. Detroit with Andre Drummond. Milwaukee's not letting people on the rim. Uh, Memphis actually is. We just didn't. Uh, Minnesota is the fifth best team in the league right now at not allowing people on top of the rim defensively. So, good test to see what hap- what we can do. Now, this is a little misleading. They, you know, it depends. We have such a small sample size. It all can be based on what we do, right? Um, if that makes sense. In other words, we're, we can force team. We play somebody, and suddenly they go to 29th in the league in, in rim defense because our offense is uh, overriding that. However... Uh, traditionally, defenses dictate whether or not you get to the rim. Offenses dictate whether or not you take threes. Say that again. Defenses dictate whether you get on top of the rim. Offenses dictate whether or not you can take threes. Um, I mentioned this a little bit yesterday on the radio. I want to get to it again. Donovan Mitchell at the rim this year is finishing at 77%. He's 23 of 30 at the rim. He was exceptional a year ago with his rim finishing. He is better right now than he was a year ago. He is in LeBron Giannis elite defensive rim finishing. Um, A year ago, he was in the mid-60s, and it was great. Like, he was 62% at the rim. And as a rookie and as a guard, that was elite. He is surpassing that at a very high level. Um, and that's that's going to be the key to who he is. That's, that's, to me, where he's Iverson. Iverson's the best layup maker maybe in the history of the game. And the fact that Donovan is able to finish at the rim at this rate is pretty exciting. Because that's where, to me, he's just be the bona fide scorer. He's up to 23 points a game, which is really right around where he was all of last year. And then what gets interesting here is teams are going to have to adjust to Rudy Gobert dunking. And as teams adjust to Rudy Gobert dunking, the Jazz are already one of the best teams in the league at taking... Three, in fact, the Jazz shot distribution is just 
fabulous. The Jazz take the fifth best amount of smart shots at 76%. Smart shots are restricted area or threes. They're seventh in the league in three-point attempts. They're second in the league in corner threes, so when they are getting threes, they're good shots. They're restricted area. They're fifth in the league at 37.7%. They're third best in the league at taking, not taking long twos. Now, they probably should stop taking those little floaters in the lane at 25%, but... I mean, the Jazz are at 38.5 at the rim, 37.7 for threes. So round that up, that's a 39-38-21, or 23. You know, we've talked about 40-40-20 being the ultimate shot distribution. It's, I, I've always said it's unattainable. It's awfully, it's awfully close. 40-40-20 uh, would be amazing. And the part of 40-40-20 that's not being discussed is how many fouls the Jazz are drawing around the rim every time they run one of these plays also. By the way, back to Donovan for a second. His rim finishing, amount of rim finishing is down a tiny bit. Maybe because he's throwing a lob to Rudy now on the ones where he's not sure if he's going to make it. And if that's the case, then that's fine. But he's finished 26% of his shot. 26% of his shots were at the rim last year. It's 23% this year. He is taking more of those three to ten footers by a pretty large margin. Um, but he's not taking the long two. Last year, 66% of his shots were either three or at the rim. That's down right now. He's taking a little bit less. His shot distribution's not quite as strong as it was um, a year ago. We'll dig a little bit more into the jazz shot distribution. Uh, what is really going on with the offensive explosion? And is Alex Jensen possibly a hot candidate in Cleveland? We'll discuss all of those things coming up. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. 4646 South State Street. Blake and the crew there. Blake's spending a bunch of time in Linden. They just moved a really cool dude from uh, Murdoch Chevy down to Murdoch Hyundai. Uh, the Murdoch family is uh, driving the, the culture of these places and making sure that you get an experience that they would be proud of as a family. The Hyundai lineup is just fantastic. I got the I have the Santa Fe. We bought the Santa Fe first. Flat out. Not like I have a car. Like I'm driving these cars to experience them. This one we like walked in and spent real hard earned cash to buy a Hyundai Santa Fe for my son who is 16 years old and what we wanted was the safest car we could find that wasn't outrageously expensive, that had all the safety bells and whistles, that was an SUV, and then my wife wanted to be able to use it as a third row of seats at time for when she's transporting our daughter and all of her friends to the mountains and back and things of that sort. So it's, you know, it's one of these BS things where it's not his car, it's the family car, but he's the only one who drives it. So we got it for him because he's spoiled. Uh, hopefully not a brat, just spoiled. And that was our choice, was the Hyundai Santa Fe. We looked around, we checked the markets, the safety ratings, everything else, loved it. The Tucson is the midsize SUV. It also has peaked out on the safety ratings, has some great deals right now. The Kona is the zippy, smaller SUV, kind of your single person, you just bounce around, you want the small, manageable, fun SUV. That's the answer there. The Ionic is their hybrid, and they've got great sedans as well. Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street, 100,000-mile Murdoch Assurance on every single purchase. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. 
multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's freshly.com slash locked on NBA. The... Shot distribution for the Jazz we just touched on. Um, and so I, I don't know if I need to elaborate on that a great deal, but it's really good. Uh, and we talked a little bit yesterday about how defensively it's good as well. Um, a few other little interesting shot notes. Dante, um, 2 of 7 on corner threes. Jay Crowder, 0 of 6. Jazz are just at 31% on corner threes right now. Donovan, who was at 50% last year, is 1 of 6. Joe Ingles, 4 of 7. George Niang, 3 of 7. Uh, Ricky's 3 of 7. Above the break three, we're killing it. We're at 39%. Donovan's at 37, which is a big uptick from last year. Joe's at 41, no surprise. Jay's at 36, which is terrific. Alec is at 57% on above the break threes. Uh, that's not a great shot for Ricky yet. But you know what? 29%. I'd rather have Ricky Rubio take a 29% three than a 20 than the 5 of 22 uh, that he is on the mid-range jumper. So that's kind of this mindset you have to get into that, you know what, if Ricky's left open for 3, that's probably still a better shot than having him dribble in to take a 15-footer, which feels like a better shot. Um, you know, everyone talks about lives and dies by the 3. I don't know how it finished out last night, but in the Minnesota game last night, Minnesota was going to die by the 2. I am not sure. I'm going to look, see if I can find it. I am not sure that Minnesota hit a two in the fourth quarter of last night's game. No, they did not. Minnesota went 0 for 10 on twos in the fourth quarter of last night's game. They went 8 of 11 on threes. So you live and never ever hear anybody say you live and die by the two. But Minnesota was going to die by the two last night. The Lakers took 104 shots in that game. I don't think we should just play who... I think we should play after the Lakers. If we can just follow the Lakers, someone goes up and down the Lakers, tired, playing this kind of reckless abandonment game, and then we'll come in the next night and play you um, the other way. So Alex Jensen, I'm listening to Woj and Zach Lowe in their podcast, and they're talking about how Cleveland needs to look for their version of Kenny Atkinson or Lloyd Pierce, player development coach. Well, the best player development program in the NBA is the Utah Jazz, right? I mean, it's unprecedented what they've done with now George Niang, Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. The former head coach of the then D-League Cleveland Cavaliers, Canton Charge, is Alex Jensen. So that is an organization. Now, I don't know if Kobe Altman uh, was there at the time. I believe he was. 
That is an organization that knows Alex Jensen. Um, so when they are going to suddenly hire a new head coach, whenever that might be, um, it would be interesting to see if Alex gets in that list. I believe that Kobe Altman joined um, the Cavaliers front office in 2012. So they would have crossed over. So I would keep an eye on Alex Jensen, who should be on the list of elite-level coaches. He was named the 2012-2013 Coach of the Year. Um, you know, he's got the USA basketball aspect of things um, now, and he, I believe he did that this summer with Greg Popovich. So keep an eye on that. I'd hate to see it, but I think that's going to just start happening more and more. Quinn is is so terrific. And Dennis and the front office have built such an amazing development program that Quinn has then executed so perfectly. And so it's not surprising to me if people start to steal our guys. What is taking place with the offensive explosion in the NBA? Well, let's walk through it. First question, are teams shooting the ball better? And the answer is no. So this is going to get into, this gets interesting. Field goal percentage in the restricted area is down 1%. Field goal percentage in the paint non-restricted area is down 1.5%. Mid-range shooting is the same. Corner three shooting is down 1.3%, and above the break shooting is down 0.6%. So shooting as a whole is down in the NBA, and yet offenses are supposedly exploding. So why? Well, three factors are taking place that are causing this in the NBA right now. One is teams are shooting so much smarter the, the the smart basketball revolution has happened. Teams are taking 2.1% more shots in the restricted area. Okay, it doesn't seem like that much, but let, we talked about this for the Jazz. Let's say that what we're doing is taking, and I can, we can, I can find you where those two percentage points are. I have that data. So, Teams are taking three percentage less shots in the long mid two. So let's say we have a a Laker game where there's a hundred possessions or hundred shots, which is a whole hell of a lot. But it's easier for our math, whole heck of a lot. Sorry. If you're if we're suddenly taking those three mid range shots and making them two of them being restricted area shots, and one of them becomes an above the break three. And we're actually at a little bit of a bigger difference there than you have suddenly added on 1.2 points per game. Just shooting better. Everybody in the league is shooting the ball better to the rate of 1.2, 1.3 points a game. Restricted area shots are up 2%. Shots in the paint, non-restricted area are about the same, down 0.4. Mid-range shots are down 3%. Corner threes are the same. Percentage of shots being being a three are up 
1.3%. So above the break threes are up 1.3%. So we're taking, and smart shots are up 3.4%. So if you take a 100 possession game, that's about 1.4, 1.5 points. That's a lot. That That's... That's the first thing that's happening here. It's just simply, even though people aren't shooting better, we're just taking smarter shots. Pace of play is insane right now. The New Orleans Pelicans, which were the number one pace of play in the team last year, would be 20th in the NBA this year. The median pace of play, 15th team in the league, is 104.3. Actually, 104.4. Last year was 99. So now we're playing five possessions more a game. Okay? That's about five points. So five points more on possessions by just pace. 1.3 points on shot distribution. Now suddenly you're up six to seven points a game. Are we actually playing offense better? As now... Golden State is. They're at 118.9. They're just five points better than everybody else in the league. It's just not even close. And Portland is pretty fabulous right now. They're the second best offensive team in the league at 113.4. Those might settle a little bit. But let's go to the median team, the 15th ranked team, which is probably us. I'm counting right now. No, it's Chicago. They're at 105.9. Now, this is a little misleading because the team above them, for whatever weird reason, is Minnesota at 107.7. I'm not sure why this is the case, but there is a dramatic break between 14 and 15 in the NBA right now of 107.7 to 105.9. Maybe if I take defensive rating, I get a better median. I don't know. That's weird. So the defense, the, the median, let's just put it right in the middle of those two just because otherwise the numbers are a little screwy. So the offense in the league is a 106.5 is the median offense in the league. Guess what the median offense in the league was last year? 106.5. We were 106.2 as the 15th team in the league. 14th was 106.9. So the offense... Now, that's 0.3 points per 100 possessions. That, that's the offensive explosion that everyone's talking about, the point-per-game explosion, which is legit, is taking place based on pace and shot distribution. The median team in the league last year was the Milwaukee Bucks, and they scored about 106 Point five points per game. Warriors were at 113.5 as the lead team. The Warriors as the lead team in the league right now, last year at 103.5, would be the median team this year, I think. The f- they'd be the 13th. 112.6 is the median. So we're scoring six points per game more. What did our math just do a minute ago before we even got that? Shot distribution's giving us 1.3 points. Pace of plays giving us five points. 
Our points per game should be up about 6.3 because shooting's not any better. How about that? So we don't have an offensive explosion. What we really have is an intelligence and a peace explosion. The other question is whether or not there's just a dramatic amount of more free throws being taken because of the league rules. And that answer is kind of a yes. There's about three more free throws being taken a game. And that should be leading to more success. Does that all make sense? Hope you like that. We'll talk about the NBA here in a moment uh, and the league-wide. Today's show is brought to you in part by Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. I smile whenever I say Devin Cash for a few reasons. One, because it seems as though everybody who ever uses Devin Cash smiles. And because Devin Cash has been with us from the very beginning and saw him the other day and he's just such a nice guy. Um, So Devin Cash is with Equity Real Estate. He's done um, single independent uh, real estate agent. Really does a wonderful job with first-time home buyers. That's um, what he prides himself on. And he wants you to take a moment to kind of look through what's going on with the market, and have him help you out. So what he'll do for you is he'll do a first-time price analysis of the market to show you what you need to do to get into the market. One of the big things Devin says, he thinks there's just a misunderstanding of what it takes to get into the market. So call him at 801 759 1495 or you can text him, 801 759 He'll give If you own a house and you're looking, he'll give you a free market analysis to help you determine your home value and where you might be able to go. The reviews I've gotten over the time are just great. Ryan and Natalie Kubler, we worked with Devin as our realtor when buying our house. He was extremely responsive, would text us back super quickly, even outside normal business hours. He also went above and beyond when it came to walking us through a home buying process. He's an amazing resource, such a generally good guy. Thank you, Devin. Devin Cash, 801-759-1495. If you're looking at making a bet on an upcoming game, my bookie is here for you. My bookie, you that you win, they pay. Uh, they have in-game live betting over unders on fantasy points scored. Uh, the most rewarding player perks in the business. They're very popular right now, and they've got a great deal for you. They're slammed with new betters. They want everyone to have the best service possible. If you're willing to make your deposit after 7 o'clock Eastern time, they'll give you an initial $25 free play on deposits over $100. So join now. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for the dollar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, my, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON25. That's LOCKEDON25. When creating your account, claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold out until 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free by using the promo code LOCKEDON25. It's up to you guys, but I would you know, just wait till after dinner. Make a little extra money. You play, you win, you get paid. It's my bookie, LOCKEDON25. All right, uh, Portland's really good. No one's talking about Portland. They were the third seed in the West last year. They just went into Indiana and had a fabulous win. They are the number, they have a great head coach. 
They are the number two offensive team in the NBA right now. They have a defensive scheme that mathematically last year was elite in the league and covers up any of their weaknesses. Nobody is talking about Portland. Their defense so far this year has only been average. But they are, their offensive rating is number one in the human league. Golden State is elsewhere. Scanning them, trying to see if there was anything abnormal about what's going on, I found the opposite. For the second straight year, they're 30th in the league in rim finishing. They were terrible last year, but they are so bad right now, that'll get better. They're at 55%. They're the best paint non-restricted area team at 55.3. That's a little unlikely. And their mid-range shooting seems high. Their corner three shooting is at 48%, but they've taken almost none of them. And they're above the break three-point shooting, which has the one that's like, if you're really hot, has the biggest variance is dead league average. By the way, Oklahoma City is shooting 24.8% on above the break threes. That'll probably come together. The Kings are shooting 41.3% on above the break threes. They were a very good three-point shooting team last year, and they're now taking them, which is a big difference in them. Uh, But I'm not sure that that'll hold. We're the fourth best above the break three-point shooting team, so that could quiet down a little bit as well. Portland's really interesting to me. Then on the defensive end... Where I said, remember last year they had a numerical uniqueness to what they were doing. They're right in the middle of the pack this year. Nothing is taking place astronomically. In fact, they're they're 16th in the league in restricted area shots. They're 12th in the league at defending. They're right in the middle, and all their numbers are in the middle. Keep an eye on Portland. They That's a great win for them in Indiana last night. They have a tendency to go on the road this time and get into a momentum. That's been a signature of the Damian Lillard, Terry Stotts type teams is they get on the road like this and they somehow get hot, I guess. I don't know. Um, their wins so far this year are the Lakers, Spurs, Magic, and Indiana. They play the Rockets tonight. I think it's a really interesting game to keep an eye on. Portland comes home from that road trip at three and four. They then would play their next six at home all against good teams. Pelicans, Lakers, Timberwolves, Bucks, Clippers, Celtics. It's a really interesting stretch of the season. They then come back and play six on the road against almost all good teams. So they must have this a, a stretch like us of soft softness. There just aren't actually a lot of bad teams anymore. I've got a theory almost of what's going on with the Warriors. I have no backing to this, but I wanted to share it. I almost feel like Kevin Durant um, has perturbed his teammates with all of his shenanigans. And in turn, Steph is on this quest to go win the MVP. Draymond's in this quest to go win Defense Player of the Year. These guys who won a title before Durant ever got there are a little bit like, stop talking about your free agency and this and all your little shenanigans and all your stuff about you. Kevin's very much about him, and he very much sways in the wind with whoever's closest to him most recently. And that in turn, it's it's almost pissed off his teammates to a point where they are now fired up 
and playing at a peak level, and I do not have any feeling at all that they're going to let up. Like, I wonder if this team is, there's no talk of resting or any of that stuff. I wonder if this team is just going to go bananas. They are so much better than anyone else with their primary three guys. And if those guys are engaged, they're going to be great. I mean, absolutely great. So keep an eye on that. But that's my vibe on them is there's enough internal turmoil, almost like Billy Martin, old Oakland A's stuff, that it's allowing them to get rolling. Uh, Just a tip of the hat to Sacramento for that win last night. Four and three. They look good against us. They've looked good every night. They lost to the Pelicans, who were pretty good. They beat the Thunder. They lost to the Nuggets in, in Denver. They beat Memphis, beat Washington, that one in Miami. Play Orlando tonight, Atlanta, and then go to Milwaukee. They could go three and one on this trip very easily. Tip of the hat. It's nice to see them playing well. That my friends, is Locked on Jazz. We'll be with you tomorrow from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hope you're great. We'll get you a preview of that game, get you some other fun notes around the league, and when we'll finally get to go home at some point. Make sure you follow Locked on NBA Net on Twitter. It's a feed of all 30 of our shows and hosts, and then Locked on NBA Net on Instagram. The stories every day are the highlights from across the NBA network. Great way to get a quick update on everything that's going on. Uh, Make sure you grab both of those, Locked on NBA Net on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a good one. Locked on NBA has Sam Amick with our guys on Locked on NBA today. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.